boys. Welcome back. We have a very special episode for you today. We've got Carp. He's back again. Um, he's making the rounds. You, you've been on the last three podcasts, I think, right? Two, at least two. You had your own, and this one, your own, and then the one that you and I did when I was in London, which was yeah. a complete shit show. But Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that started because you wanted to record in your aunt's room. Yeah, yeah, a little weird. Well, my parents kicked me out of my room, so I didn't really have a choice. What are you going to do? I know, it's, it's tough circumstances. But since we've recorded that podcast, a lot has happened in the sports world. So let's dive right in. Uh, you want to you wanna talk about some things. I want to talk about some things. We are both very adamant um, about the most recent news in, in the sports world, ranging from U.S. women's soccer to tennis in Wimbledon all the way to our American leagues, MLB, NBA, things like this. So let's dive right in. What do you want to talk about first? I know you've got your, your you've got an agenda. Let's let's do your home run derby thing first. Um, I got a question for you first. Did you think that the home run derby was a success for baseball? Yes. It okay. was. It wasn't yes or no. Like it was a yes or no, but I wanted to, <laughs> you know, okay. produce. Yeah. Okay. So it was in the sense that the home run derby, it's like, it's cool every year. I don't necessarily watch it every year. Like I, I, you know, I I used to be into it when I was a kid, but it's kind of like, you know, the same thing every year now, but this home run derby produced players trying to hit home runs. Yep. 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 Same premise this year produced like a whole different aspect of it. Just in the fact that like, I think it was cool that you know, everyone was rooting for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He was knocking balls out of the park, um, had a lot of flippies going on, you know, hitting balls 450. And um, I think it was cool to just like watch that. I think it said they hit like 305 combined home runs between all the players. So I think the that produced an entertaining home run derby versus every year. It's just like, you know, oh, he hit 24 and then he hit 23. It was more like you know, going back and forth, um, banging baseballs. Well, there's a couple of directions you can take this first. Yeah. It's a success for baseball because it's one of the more exciting parts of the game of the sport, you know, a sport that needs and craves entertainment. Yeah. This is one of the more exciting things, but you can go in the direction of the fact that where are the stars? Where are baseball's stars? There was a time when it was Prince Fielder, David Ortiz, Josh Hamilton, Alex Rodriguez, Ken Griffey Jr. going at it in the home run derbies. And now you have, like, I, I, half the guys, people don't know their names. Pete Alonzo, the only reason I know him is because of Seth and he, yeah, constant Mets, about the Mets. But, like, my, my point is, and... First of all, Pete Alonso hit half as many home runs as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and won the Derby. So you yeah. have that happening as well. But you look more at is it a success for baseball? Is it not? I think that baseball can do nothing right anymore, personally. Yeah. I think that it's trending like this. And that's not a hot take. It's not a hot take because people have been saying that for a long time. But if you look at other aspects of the game right now, the fact that a home run derbing a home run derby with the lack of names and lack of stars and lack of talent is the most exciting thing in the game is the most produced the most headlines thus far 
in a season that's 162 games long, th- that's an issue in my eyes, a big issue. Yep. Yeah, um, definitely. So on, on the basis of issues, then you also have Justin Verlander coming out this week and talking about juice baseballs. I don't know if you saw this article. It was in ESPN. Did you read this at all? Yeah, uh, no, I didn't read it, but I've, I've seen Instagram posts about it. So I'm, I'm so, kind of in the know. Okay, so it was Jeff Passan, and uh, he, he did a good interview with Verlander. And what he found out was that th- these are Verlander's quotes, he said, uh, about the state of the game. It's an effing joke, um, said Verlander. Baseball's turning the game into a joke. They own Rawlings. And you've got Manfred, and now these are my words, who's the most useless co- uh, commissioner in the history of pro sports. I think he's terrible. Back to Verlander. He's saying um, that... They uh, center the pill. I don't even know what that means. So Verlander is going to get his ducks in a row when it comes to the English language. But (laughs) at the same time, he makes a good point. He calls out baseball on the fact that it's corrupt because they own Rawlings and then Rawlings provides the baseballs. Yeah. So Major League Baseball, when Manfred took office as the commissioner, he said one thing. He said, I want to see offense spike in the MLB. I think offense is the solution to our lack of viewership. Offense is the solution. Okay. So now you have a record number of home runs. They're going to shatter the home run record this year. Oh, yeah. Shatter it. And you have a record number of home runs. And you're going to tell me that that doesn't correlate with the fact that you, the MLB, purchased Rawlings? No, it it 100% does. So baseball is juicing the game. Major League Baseball is juicing the game. Um, And and you have other pitchers agreeing, but then Max Scherzer comes out and says, I'm not going to cry about juiced baseballs. He's one of the most talented pitchers in the game. Um, But (laughs) Joe Madden, uh, the Cubs manager, who's, you know, one of the more respected guys in baseball. He came out talking about the uh, baseballs this week that he saw uh, at the home run derby. And he said that you could have stamped Titleist on the side of those baseballs and they would have had the same reaction uh, as if they were golf balls flying out of the park. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got this kind of uprising from some of baseball's more established veterans as well as some of the young guys like Marcus Stroman out of Toronto giving his two cents on the issue. Yep. I don't know. I think that's a problem. In the MLB, they've definitely been trending in a more, you know, offensive direction. Like, didn't they move um, the pitcher's mound, like, closer to home plate? And, um, like, for just we've talked about the London series a lot, but the London series is a great example of that. The fence was, like, barely 300 feet, and the scores were 17 to 13, 12 to 8. And, like, I, I get from the entertainment side of that, you know, fans who have never watched baseball before in England are like psyched to see all these home runs. But from a analytical baseball standpoint, it's not really that fun and it's not really that competitive because the more offensive team is going to win at the end of the day. And in London, that was the Yankees by a long shot. And it just seems that they're kind of throwing away the, the basis of the game to promote offense and to promote home runs. And the home run derby was a perfect example, like 305 home runs. That's great. But like you said, you know, juicing the baseballs, doing all of this, is it really baseball at the end of the day? I would argue that it isn't. So <laughs> you make a good point. First of all, baseball, if you look at the numbers, there's two numbers going up. And one important number going down, okay? And it's a direct correlation. 
Okay. Actually, sorry. Three numbers going up, one important number going down. Okay. The three things that are going up, home runs, strikeouts, and time of play, pace mm-hmm. of play. Yep. And the one number going down is attendance. Yeah. It's very, very, I don't know, synced. You know, like you, you'd be dumb to think that they didn't line up and that they didn't relate in some way. No. Um, yeah. But the, you know, so while you have in JD Martinez, the Red Sox slugger attributed this to the change in approach at the plate. It was always stay on top of the ball, hit the top half of the baseball line drives, line drives, line drives. Yeah. And that transitioned to swing for the fences. You have eight and nine hitters who are catching balls off the end of the bat and going opposite field and hitting 390 foot shots. Yep. You know what I mean? Where in the day it was your three and four hitters, maybe your five hitters that brought the power to the game. Mm-hmm. Now it's up and down the lineup. JD Martinez is saying that that's a change in the approach at the plate, right? You have to hit the ball between 26 and 29 degrees of launch angle, right? Yep. In order to hit a home run with, uh, I think it's around 103 miles per hour exit velocity. That's the goal. Okay. So pitchers are starting to pitch up in the zone. It was always pitched down in the zone. Greg Maddox, Tom Seaver, Tom Glavin, the list goes on. Those kind of guys, they painted corners down in the zone. Look for the black below the knees, things like that. Now they're taught to pitch up in the zone because that's the way you can avoid the the launch angle, right? Because if they're going down to up on these swings, you pitch up. They go under it. That's the idea. That's just the baseline concept. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it. But what happens there is if you're pitching up, your miss is down. Right? So there's going to be more home runs. And if you hang one and the batter gets a hold of it up top, it actually helps them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're also going to strike more guys out because when you throw the pitch where you want, they're swinging through it, under it. Yeah. So versus when you pitch down, your miss was down. Yeah. Right. So you're pitching a ground balls. I, I I don't know. I, I there's there's a lot of interesting things like that. That's a whole different topic. But yeah. I think that Verlander raises some good questions about the MLB kind of forcing the issue of offense. Yeah. And I I feel that there's just in the past few years been a complete lack of respect towards pitchers like this new pitch clock and, you know, if they are juicing the baseballs, which it seems like there's, you know, pretty hard evidence that there is. I really feel like the pitchers are just getting the short end of the stick and being an, a pitcher in the MLB is like the bet. What are you shaking your head for? I disagree, but finish your thought. No, 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 no. Why do you disagree? <laughs> pitchers are the most pampered athletes in all of sports. That's just a fact. There's no denying that they get treated the best out of any. What do you mean? The implementation of pitch clocks? There hasn't been. There's yeah, there been, has the pitch clock the, is new this year, not in the major league level. Yes, it is. No, there isn't. Look it up. There's time in between innings that restrict inning time and mound visits and things like that. But the implementation of a pitch clock is not there. It's not a 20, 20 second pitch clock. Brendan, the pitcher can step off the mound and the clock resets. It's not a hard clock. I know, but it's still 20 seconds. Isn't that long? Brendan, David price takes a minute in between each pitch. That's an actual fact. Oh, they That's, did it for they did it for spring training. 
Yeah. Not they, used after that's because the MLB play. won't give in to the pitchers. I mean, won't the pitchers won't give in to the MLB's demands. Mm. The pitchers run the league. It's the complete opposite of what you think. All right, yeah. that the pitchers got the short end of the stick. It's the opposite. The MLB is scared of the pitchers. They're scared of Kershaw. Kershaw runs his mouth like it's nobody's business. He runs his mouth like prime Muhammad Ali did. You have Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> Justin Verlander, guys that David Price, you know what I mean? Guys that just won't follow rules. If there was a pitch clock, they'd step off anyways. That's true. Kind of like David Ortiz did when there was a – uh, when they tr- tried to make batters stay in the box, he said, I'm going to stand out of the box in between pitches. Yeah. That's what I've done for 18 years. I'm not stopping in my 19th season. Sorry. And the game is too soft on that. And that all traces back to Rob Manfred, the commissioner. So you were saying pitchers are, the, are getting the short end of the stick. I shook my head because I disagreed. I also just owned you. Is there someone behind you? No. Who's moving back there? Oh, that's my roommate. He's like back there. Oh, I was I got freaked out for a second. I thought there was some paranormal shit going on in your room. All right, whatever. <laughs> so go ahead. Now what? US Women's National Team? Yeah, so as you were talking, I just saw an Instagram post. Um I'll edit the clip in right now. It's Megan Rapinoe sharing a message about Rapino, yep. Whatever. Look, I'm just I'm gonna put in a few clips right now. You we're not gonna see them. The podcast listeners will hear them. Roll it now, and then we'll talk about it after. We have to be better. We have to love more, hate less. We got to listen more and talk less. We got to know that this is everybody's responsibility. Every single person here, every single person who's not here, every single person who doesn't want to be here, every single person who agrees and doesn't agree. It's our responsibility to make this world a better place. I think this team does an incredible job of taking that on our shoulders and understanding the position that we have and the platform that we have within this world. Yes, we play sports. Yes, we play soccer. Yes, we're female athletes, but we're so much more than that. You're so much more than that. You're more than a fan. You're more than someone who just supports sports. You're more than someone who tunes in every four years. You're someone who walks these streets every single day. You interact with your community every single day. How do you make your community better? How do you make the people around you better? Your family, your closest friends, the 10 closest people to you, the 20 closest people to you, the most 100 closest people to you. It's every single person's responsibility. There's been so much contention in these last years. I've been a victim of that. I've been a perpetrator of that. With our fight with the Federation, Sorry for some of the things I said. Not all of the things. But it's time to come together. This conversation is at the next step. We have to collaborate. It takes everybody. This is my charge to everybody. Do what you can. Do what you have to do. Step outside yourself. Be more. Be better. Be bigger than you've ever been before. If this team is any representation of what you can be when you do that, Please take this as an example. This group is incredible. We took so much on our shoulders to be here today, to celebrate with you today. And we did it with a smile. So do the same for us. Please, I ask you. Okay, so basically my first thought on the U.S. Women's National Team 
is that they are a bunch of disrespectful, arrogant, cocky, what, whatever synonym you want to use. Granted, they're ta- yeah, they're talented, <laughs> but they are absolute pieces of shit. Okay, there's a few players that I like and that I respect, but for the majority of the team as a whole, I have zero respect for them. And I did a live reaction to the game. I haven't posted it yet because it's like the game was like two hours long. I sat there, recorded myself watching the game literally for this podcast and i'm gonna put it out probably tonight and during the game i was actually i didn't say i was rooting for the u.s because i didn't want them to win after everything that had happened but i was there and i was like you know what i respect this team they're playing well i'm happy for them and then that all changes as soon as i finish filming and i'm watching their post-game celebration the the audacity that a that a player has in any professional sport to exercise to to take a knee, I'll say. Let's start there. Because there's a lot of things that they've done wrong. To take a knee for the national anthem, that is, you have to have some balls to do that for starters. On, on, no. You think, no, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying that it's good for them, but I'm saying you, you've got to have some stones to do that. And I'm not complimenting them in any way. What? What? I think that just by saying having stones is complimenting people. Okay, it's like you, saying you have. You know courage. what I'm trying. You're taking I just a say, risk. I just say you have to be absolute morons and idiots to do yes, it. Yes, morons. But courage. I think no, it's just lack I'm of headed there. I'm the, headed the there. Side, I'm headed there. But what I want to say is that it's risky. You're taking a huge risk at any level. So, like, if we're talking Colin Kaepernick, what is okay? If you're talking Colin Kaepernick, like that's 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 a certain level of risk that you're already taking. And then you you get to the U.S. women's national team. You are literally representing the country. And yeah, you can make the argument, oh, Colin Kaepernick represents the country because he plays in the National Football League, which is an American football league. But he doesn't play for the United States. These women play for the United States. Like, you've got the flag on your chest, the USA stars and stripes up and down your jersey, whatever is on the hell is on the back of the jersey, whatever they put. You've got the USA crest right on your jersey. And you are going to kneel for the flag. Like, what in the actual fuck is wrong with you? If you're going to bash our president, if you are going to bash the White House, kneel for the flag, if you're going to do all this and all that and just be a complete outlandish idiots, don't fucking play for them then. It's simple. Don't play. Like what do you like? What point are you trying to prove? You're it's redundant. It's hypocritic. Hip. Is that the right word? Hypocritical, but yeah. It, hypocritical. Thank you. That's what it is. It's a hundred percent redundant. So we'll take Rat Rapino for example. What the fuck it is? She said she was asked before the tournament started or the first game had been played. If you win, will you go to the White House? So I have a t- I have two issues with what her response. Number one, she goes. I'm not going to the fucking White House. <laughs> no, I'm not going to the White House. That's okay. we're not going to be invited. You're not going to be invited. I doubt it. You haven't even won yet. Like, shut the fuck up. First of all, if if I was in that situation, even if I wasn't planning on going, I would have just said not focused on that right now. It, it's like it's 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 like weird to me that they they acted entitled from the very beginning. Like. Am I wrong in, in saying that? Absolutely not. As like an even, athlete, you shut your mouth until the job point, gets done. Even at that point, like I do have a problem with her not going. Even at that point, you just got to say, not focused on that right now. There's still 16 teams left in this tournament. We've got to get through eight more to win. 
I'm just focused on, you know, whoever we're playing next. It was actually, it's disrespectful to the teams you're playing against to be like, like I've already won. I'm not going. Well, it's, granted, it's, they did end up winning, but at that point in time, you didn't win shit. So you got to shut up and you got to sit down. It's simple. If I felt the same way about the White House that Megan Rapino does, which is that it's full of bigotry and whatever you want to say, and I felt the same way and I felt personally attacked by that administration, I would say something along the lines of, you know, I'll face that issue if, if the time comes that I have to make that decision. We'll see if we're even invited as a team, you know. Yeah. And, and I think that first off, my focus is on the games, and um, I'll worry about that stuff if the time comes. Something like that, you know what I mean? It, it, people right. know where you stand. They know that you're not a fan of yeah. this administration. Um, if you and I were, were going to – if let's say you have a team and I have a team and we're meeting in the championship of some sport – and before that championship is played, someone asked me, or maybe it's not the championship. If you win the championship, if you win the World Cup, et cetera, are you going to go to the White House? And I was like, no, I'm not going to the White House. Fuck that. How would you feel as the opponent? Like, oh, so we're, we're just an afterthought at this point. Like, they, you know, they already think they've beaten us. I, obviously, that would fuel the fire for you to be like, fuck them. Let's go out and beat them. But, like, it was it was disrespectful to the other teams who were playing in the World Cup. It was like, you know, the defending champions coming in like, oh, this tournament's a joke. We've already won it. We're we're planning the parade. It was it was something. It, that's what it sounded like to me. It yeah. it, it, it pissed me off. I, I yeah. was upset. No, I and I posted about it. All right. The second part of what she said that bothers me is that um, and this ties into the kneeing. This ties into another clip that I'm going to show in a second. Um, You're representing the country. You aren't playing for, you know, FC, you know, Birmingham, whatever, what, what, whatever women's soccer league team you play for. Like you are playing for your country. You're playing for the United States and you're bashing that country. Like you it just sounds so idiotic. Like don't well, play, like if the don't US play. is that if the US is that bad, don't play or move the fuck out. Don't live here. Don't live here. Like if you got a problem people, with it, Canada will take you, Mexico will take you. Like go somewhere. Reason, else. There's a reason people are trying to get in here every day. Exactly. Right? We must and be doing something. Woman, right. And it ain't to watch women's soccer. No, no, it's not. It is not to watch women's soccer. That is the like, like the world doesn't revolve around the U.S. women's soccer team. Everybody on Instagram is like, oh, oh, they're goddesses that are changing the world and they deserve more money. We got to talk about that, too, because I've got my two cents on that. No, run away. Transition into that. Yeah. So, um, well, I want to talk about the postgame celebration, too, because I I was a little pissed about that. So they trampled on the flag. So, yeah, talk, it's talking about playing Wait, for the U.S. What happened with Instagram? Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that. Oh, my God. You have to. I don't know. So I'll roll the clip right now. Instagram, I posted this video. I was watching the celebration with my dad, and it's the three captains of the U.S. team. They all get the trophy. One's holding the U.S. flag, which I thought was pretty funny that they all draped themselves in the flag but they knee before the games. I thought that was kind of like, like funny, obviously not funny, but you know, to me, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, if you're going to knee for the flag, don't drape yourself in the flag after you win. I thought, I thought you didn't respect this country. I thought you didn't like our president, but anyway, one of them's got the flag in her hand. 
Um, Rapino has the trophy, I think, and Alex Morgan's on her right. The woman on the left, uh, who has the flag in her hand, they all go up to do this like thing where they're like doing this little dance or whatever. And Yo, then they what like, is that? The because Rapino did that a couple of times. She did. She's done it a few times. I guess it's like their thing where they like do this and then they like throw the trophy up. It's some weird thing. But um, the woman on the left, as they start to do their little thing, drops the flag. And went not not only so first of all, if you're listening and you're not from the US, cardinal sin. The flag never touches the ground. Never touches the ground. We were always brought up that way. No matter what flag it is, little flag, you got a huge flag outside your house, never touches the ground. For a United States women's soccer player to just throw, and the way she threw it pissed me off too, because she threw it like it was like a loose piece of paper, like it was a piece of trash. She throws it behind her, literally. So she drops it, realizes that she drops it. Rapino then steps on it, not knowing it's there, but they're still stepping on the flag with their cleats. They're two of them are stepping on it at the same time a player behind them has the wherewithal to be like oh shit the flag's on the ground the camera's on them i gotta snatch this this flag up she goes to snatch the flag and as she does that the woman who dropped it takes it and just like tosses it between her legs like it's like you know like it doesn't exist like no that that's your country's flag go ahead just throw it behind you that's fine so i was surprised people weren't more up in arms about that but anyway i took a video posted about it and I put it on our TBR Sports Instagram. Go follow the gram at tbr.sports. And it was getting like a decent amount of views, which is weird because we don't have that many followers. Um, we have like 90 followers, but our stories get like 300 views for some reason. And I can't figure out why that is. So um, it was getting like a decent amount of looks because I, I put it on the story like go like this. Uh, not go like this, but like, you know, go check out the post and I'll put it up on the screen. I get this message. That says, hold on. We've removed content you posted. We've removed or disabled access to content that you post on Instagram because a third party reported that the content infringes or otherwise violates their rights. So what part of that video, first off, infringed on somebody's rights? I don't know who reported it or what their deal was, but... Um, we weren't making fun of the U S women's national team. We weren't bad mouthing them. Like we, we kind of picked on like the littlest thing to pick on, but we, I, I said, you know, unbelievable disrespect to, to throw the flag on the ground and to step on it. Fuck it. I was offended by it. Yeah. Like who, like who was offended by that? Like, no, please, I, was come a, talk. I was offended by them stepping on the flag. Yes. I was offended by them stepping on the flag. Who, had the audacity to report our post. I want to meet this person and have him on the podcast. Honestly, like I we agree. would, we would tear them to pieces. So if, if you, if you are listening to this right now, I'm going to put it out on Instagram too. We want you on the podcast. I will literally tear you to pieces in five seconds. I, I, I hope yeah. so. I, uh, look, I'll be nicer to you for <laughs> a minute. All right, give me, give me your take on the U.S. Women's National Team real quick. I'm just going to plug my computer in right there because I'm running low. So while I'm, while I'm gone, what are, you, what are you feeling? All right, well, the, <laughs> the Women's U.S. National Team, it, honestly, you know, it's just an embarrassment to the country, to the nation as a whole, and, and to the professional sport that is women's, national so or women's soccer. 
I mean, first of all, you're arguing on these platforms of social justice and free speech and rights and yada, yada, yada. You guys constantly shut down the opposition and, and remove yourselves from any conversations that you want to topic. That's the liberals' favorite word is conversation. We need to open up safe space for conversation. Yet any time that somebody that disagrees with you guys wants to have a conversation, you charge it as, as offensive or that it somehow tramples on your rights. So you're a U.S. Women's National Team, and these are your platforms. First off, I come from the school of, and it's absolutely frowned upon, and I get that, but I come from the school of, you're an athlete, shut up and play. Like, that that's my thing. I, there's a, there's an ethos component, component to that. For those of you educated out there, there's ethos, pathos, logos. I think that there's an ethos component to being an athlete, right? If you want to talk about your sport, and that you have more credibility. Ethos is the credibility of the author. You have more credibility to talk about that, right? Your rhetoric is taken more seriously. But as an athlete, if you want to talk politics, your rhetoric is not taken as seriously, especially when it's just yeah. spewed nonsense. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get that that's offensive, but at the same time, you have to you have to address the fact that you're not an expert on the situation and that people that you're arguing with aren't either. It, it's getting old at this point. So that was my take on the U.S. Women's National Team. Secondly, I know you wanted to talk about equal pay. Yeah, yeah. Go let's ahead. Get, Why don't you get, get that started? That. Because I think I'm going to disagree with you on this. But I don't, no, 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 no. So I, I this has been a, a topic of conversation across pretty much every sport. Um, maybe not hockey and baseball, but. Uh, football either because women don't play football but um i know the pga tour and the lpga tour had a big thing about it wimbledon had a big thing about it um and then now soccer and basketball it's huge is equal pay between men and women so there's a different argument to people think there's a different argument to be made with the u.s women's national team because people think that they bring in more revenue but i actually reviewed the numbers myself And um, if you go and look at it, uh, first of all, these two teams are not comparable at this time because the U.S. men's national team did not participate in the last World Cup. And the U.S. women's national team has participated in the last like seven World Cups. Yeah, but whose fault is that? It's the men's national team. I understand that fully, but hear me out. FIFA, yeah, yeah. FIFA. No, yeah, the the men didn't really have a – they didn't have a good team. But they they have – competed in preliminaries, qualifying rounds, etc. They've competed in outside of FIFA, inside FIFA, outside of the World Cup tournaments. The Copa. Yeah, the Copa. Something like that. Um, I commented about this on an Instagram post, and I will find it momentarily. But the U.S. women's national team for this World Cup and the last World Cup combined, I believe, brought in an average revenue of $136 million dollars. So they're not doing bad, and it, and this is definitely a different conversation than and WNBA versus NBA because the WNBA doesn't bring in shit for revenue. At least no, the women's WNBA, national. The WNBA is fed by the NBA. It's, right. It, it loses money, actually. Exactly. So that different conversation, same premise I'm going to get to. The U.S. women's national team does bring in a good amount of money. I'll give them that. The men's team brought in $6 billion in the 2014 World Cup and did not participate in the 2018 World Cup. So you could make the argument that, like, 
oh, the U.S. women's national team has participated in the last two World Cups and the men didn't participate in the 2018 World Cup. Why aren't the women getting paid more? And the simple fact is that the U.S. men's national team brought in, I don't even know how much more times money in one World Cup than the women have brought in in two World Cups. And I think a lot of that is, you know, jersey sales and, you know, just people going to the games, et cetera, because I think there's a bigger market for men's soccer in America than there is for women's soccer. And, and, you know, don't quote me on that because I'm sure there's numbers somewhere that could compare that. But I just think that personally there's a bigger market for men's soccer. And people, like I saw on Fox News last night, there's this guy arguing that, oh, you know, the TV ratings were higher for the women. Well, no shit. The men haven't been on national TV since five years ago. Probably, right? Like, obviously, they get like an ESPN2 spot in their preliminary for the 2018 World Cup. But they have not been right. nationally right, right, right. broadcast. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. All right, all right. I've One more enough. thing. No, no, no. no, no, no. I've heard enough. No, no, no. It's, it's, all right. Their, their, their salary and their pay isn't dependent on TV ratings 100%. And that's what people want to make it about. They want to find the one small popcorn kernel where the women beat out the men and make that the end-all be-all for the equal pay. But in reality, that you can't just do that. Like money doesn't just – we can't just be like, oh, hey, money tree. Let's give the women all the money. Like the money has to come from somewhere. I kind of lost it at the end, but I, I, I'll go with it. Um, I, I – I disagree. I think it, it, in the one sport that you can make a case for equal pay is women's soccer. That's you can make a case sport. for it, but that case isn't a successful case based on the numbers. It may not be true, but it's certainly valid. There's a difference between truth and valid um, and validity, but that's different. That's that's philosophy. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, but continue. The, the, the U.S. men's national team is a joke. It's an embarrassment in a lot of ways. Not the same way that the women's national team embarrasses you to be a citizen, shit like right, that. Right. I'm yeah. saying performance-wise. You are America's great power, the world's great power. You're the United States of America, right? You, yeah. you're supposed, you guys can't get out of the first round. You know what I mean? That's yeah, they were a joke. But they were an absolute joke. If you're going to argue for equal pay in, in your case, if you're going to argue against equal pay, one thing that you would add Brennan to your argument is there are countries where women aren't allowed to play sports. That's right? true. So the U S women's national team isn't playing the best of the best. You know what I mean? All the time, right? There aren't Germany and Brazil like the U S but the U S doesn't even get to those teams, but you get my point, right? Yeah. There's no alternative, like, superpowers in women's soccer. Right, you know what I mean? Right. The Netherlands was awesome. Good to watch. Whatever. Besides the point. Yeah. So uh, my take on the equal pay is that there's a case to be made for the women. TV ratings, although you tried to minimalize it, I think that they should be expanded. TV ratings in a day where streaming and there's so many different ways to access the game, TV ratings have become more and more valuable. No, I understand of, that. What I was it, saying it, was the that. US, right. But who's is that the, the U.S. women's national team has been there and that the men haven't. So right. how can you compare? Right. Well, then fuck the guys in that scenario. That's on them. Get your ass to the final. No, no, no. I was it's saying that, but I was also saying no, that. Brendan, 
You, th- that's what you were saying. That was your original argument. No, and then at the, when you said you lost me at the end when I was talking about TV ratings, I was saying that I agree the women have better TV ratings. From merchandise and shit like that. Right, I it's not all TV ratings, and that's what people are trying to hang on to. Is that although you are saying and people are, are, are trying to minimalize that, the U.S., first of all, what, a mer- what is a meritocracy? Do you know what a meritocracy is, Brennan? No, I don't. It's when you get paid based off your merit, your worth, what you produce. Okay, so you can make the argument that the men produce more in terms of revenue and sales and all that shit, right? Merchandise, like you had said at the end. Yeah? Yeah. Okay? I would argue that the women produce more for the sport, for the country, and for for soccer in the United States, right? All those three things added up to one. Soccer in the United States. The women have been vastly more valuable in the United States over the last 10, 12, 15 years. I agree with that. Meritocracy. They should be paid more based off of that alone. And I also want to say I'm not against equal pay. It's just I'm kind of sick of people making everything about gender. Like I would love to see the women get paid equal. Like that's like a huge push for that. That's fine. But I'm, I'm sick of it being like. You know, oh, this is this is sexist. This is that. This is that. I don't think, you know, people are trying to make it about that. And I think the biggest thing coming from our part is that's just not how it is. Like, I'd love for them to get paid, but we live in a realistic world. So you have to find the realistic options for that to happen. You you can't just be like, don't live in a realistic world anymore. That's the issue. All right. I'm going to add it. I'm going to add in our guest, by the way. Um, Now. Yeah, because I I think this is a decent time for him to. Who's the guest? Uh, my cousin Stuart. <laughs> yeah, what's his actual name? Christian. If you remember from um yeah yeah, the podcast yeah. episode episode five or some shit, it was around that time. But yeah, I'd love to get his take on this because like, oh my god, it's it's a, it's a joke can at this point. It? Yeah, we can hear you. We can't see you. I'll introduce our first guest. Hmm. This may be our oh, only wait, guest. Hold on, hold on. He's been in a podcast before. Christian Willette, ladies and gentlemen. There hey. he is, looking Hello. good. Hello, everyone. How are we? Good. So uh, you're coming in at a, at a hot moment right now. We're talking about the U.S. women's national team. We, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, their disrespect and stepping on the flag and this and that. We're talking equal pay right now. What do you think? Do you think <laughs> realistic? <laughs> yeah, see, he, he knows. He knows. We're talking about what? Should they be paid an equal amount as the men? The women's team or just women in general? Because the women's team, the U.S. Sticky women's situation. Team. Okay. <laughs> it is a sticky situation. All right. Well, if it's the women's team, then then no, and that's not sexist. That See, is just because he knows. He knows. That is just because <laughs> they don't pull in the same viewers that the men do. Exactly. And they don't pull in the same amount of revenue as the men do so for them to get the equal pay they'd have to do exactly or they'd have to match with the uh the the men do so that's my take on that brennan can i I give can i just reiterate well can i just reiterate a number for a second because i want to figure out how many times six billion is more than 130 million where did you get the numbers first off that's that's i researched it sources we need a source I believe it. It makes sense. Men made six billion dollars in the 2014. I know. World Cup. I'm saying they from made six where? billion dollars. Where? Where? The, where, the where, where? What? What are you using? 
It's everywhere, dude. Just look oh, it up. <laughs> everywhere. Okay. Okay. Well, I looked up men's national team revenue 2014 World Cup, six billion. Because I saw someone commented on Instagram. I go, wow, that's a lot of money. Is that true? Looked it up. Turns out it's true. The women in two World Cups made $136 million. Two World Cups. And the men missed out on the last World Cup and uh, still beat out the women in revenue. All right, all right, all right. But can I can I get to just hear what Krishna has to say about my point? What's your point? Uh, the, the thing I argued with you at the end before he came on. Well, you have to say it. He doesn't know what it is. I know. I was going to. Stop being such an asshole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christian, uh, <laughs> I was arguing that there should be equal pay. If anything, the women should be getting paid more. Right. You think about uh, a capitalist society, right, based off of merit. You know what a meritocracy is, I'm assuming? You're a smart kid. I'll go with yes. All right. Meritocracy is a society where your pay, uh, what you earn is generated best uh, uh, from what you bring to the table. Right. So the guys that produce better get paid better. Right. Makes sense. Based off of your merit, what do you do? The women have vastly, vastly eclipsed the men in terms of merit in the United States when it comes to uh, growing the sport and just being the face of soccer in the United States. Right now, it's by far the U.S. women's national team, not even close. They mean more to the sport in this country than the men that have ever meant. I, I, that, that alone should be qualification for equal pay, don't you think? Um, well, I think they've come a long way because they've had to grow their sport. Because men, men's soccer has been big for well, not in the United States. Time. So at one not point, in the United States. No, they have been. Well, <laughs> no, they haven't. But it's, but it's at, at least a good thirty years. No, but it, no oh, I mean God. soccer's still not that big in the United States. No, yeah, I it's. Mean, it's I mean, by it's far the popular, most popular, but not like at the pro level, it's not very popular. But it is definitely more popular than women's soccer. So yes, women's soccer that the U.S. women's soccer team has done a lot for that, like making it more popular um, for women's soccer. But that happened with guys too at one point like you know what i'm saying like that they're going guys won back-to-back like, world cups yeah i i know i'm saying so you can't have. compare these two teams because like you said the women are not playing against the the top brass like the men have to go through yeah, but germany brennan, brennan, and- but they're brennan i made that argument as a, as a it's, it's a fallacy that was my point it's a fallacy so, it's not well it's, it's true, true. No, it's the valid. women's competition is about that it's valid it's not true we talked about that Valid and true okay. are like the Wait, same so thing. No, it isn't. Okay. So, so what you're saying is that they deserve the same amount of pay because they've done a lot for the sport. And and so they when win. You, when you, and they win. Yeah, okay, but, but like, if you talk about the numbers, it's all about the numbers. Okay. Listen, money money doesn't grow on trees. Last two World Cups. Money doesn't grow on trees. You've got to get but that money somewhere. Talk that is a number. I just told you a number. Two World Cups in the last two yeah. possible but World Cups. Yeah, but $136 million but in those two made. World Cup wins. The men right. lost in 2014 right. and made $6 billion. So what you're saying is that you're going to take some money away from the guys to no. give to the women, no. even though they're the no. ones that are... The men lost money? in the, in, no, in the semifinals in 2014. It's a smaller market. Yes, not it is the NBA, a smaller market. It's as big as the men's and the LPGA. These are two separate organizations. Oh, God. All right, whatever. You know what? You can't always convince people, you know, Right, whatever. we can't the convince you. Not there. You just don't want to move. 
It's yeah, two against one match. right now. Carp, you're losing. Yeah, I, I, was there. You know what? You guys have really offended me. You're just sexist. God damn it. <laughs> That's not sexist. That's not sexist. Talking not about sexism. Like, if, if, if the market was... Oh. Let's transition the, to uh, our next the problem topic. When it gets political because once it gets I political, and everyone that. thinks you're sexist. Let's transition oh. to our next topic, talking about sexism. Um, I'm going to roll the clip right now while we keep talking. Serena Williams has been a hot topic of controversy in the past few years. Um, I want to get your take on a few things. I don't know if you're familiar. Last year... Um, the official like wasn't giving her the right calls or whatever. Um, mm. and she, she goes up to him and she starts like bitching to him. And she says, there are men that play on this court that, that get those calls, but you don't want to give me the calls because I'm a woman. Mm. I have one major issue with that. And that is that she was playing against a woman. So how is the other woman getting the calls and not her? And how is it? Sexist? I don't think she was. Well, she's not making that argument. She's making the argument that, like, if it were a men's game, then that person would get the call. Not not, not saying, like, oh, my opponent wouldn't get the call. Like, she's probably thinking, okay, my opponent probably wouldn't get the call either. But she's probably yeah. just saying, oh, but a bunch of men would get that call. But, like, that also doesn't really make sense. I don't know what she's coming from for there. Yeah. I don't so, know if there's, like, if she's got any statistics to back that up or anything or she's just spitballing. But I, so, I don't know. Um, that was her controversy last year coming into this Wimbledon. She's not playing in the ladies singles. She's playing mixed doubles with Andy Murray. So a little interesting, um, like choice, I guess, because she would probably win women's singles because she's the best tennis player on the earth. She's already done that though. She's just That's true. She's already, she's already conquered it many times, but, um, she was fined $10,000 the other day for damaging a court. So she slammed her racket and created a divot because it's like in golf. It's a grass court. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not a concrete or a clay court. So 10,000. Yeah, it was a lot of money. So she slammed her racket and like Whoa. made this huge divot. They said the, the court had to be like regrassed or whatever. There's no way it cost $10,000. It's probably just a, like a fine too, because they're like all disciplined. Like you gotta. Yeah. So anyway, she had a match the next day because it was she was practicing. It wasn't during a match. So it was on a practice court. She has a match the next day. Um, I'll play the clip right now. She um, it was you know how they grunt Ugh. when they hit the when they hit the thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, she hits the ball and screams her head off when it's, I'll play it on my phone right now because it's like it was so obnoxious to me. And she was doing it because she, you know, because she was pissed at the people at Wimbledon. So she yeah. wins the point. And as she goes, she just screams her head off. No, Serena Williams, let's spin the celebration. That is how you do it. And people in the comments going to defend her, like, women power, you go, girl. It's like. I thought it was the most disrespectful thing she could have done. So, so it was, it was obnoxiously loud. It wasn't a grunt. Like I get that, you know, who cares? you're deep in, you're deep into a match and you grunt a little bit. It was like a scream. And I just thought it was like, it was obnoxious. Well, like if that's her way of getting back at the tennis people, like that's, that's a terrible way to get back. At I also don't think she needs to get scream. back because she, she was the one who damaged the court. Well, 
She well, dude. She she is playing in. By the way, just to correct, she is playing in the women's uh, singles. She she's playing in both. Did you hear that? I no, didn't. No, hear. it's just not, dude. It's not coming through. Play it again. No. Oh my god. See, that's obnoxious to me. That's, well, <laughs> you know what? Obnoxious. Maybe she was just juiced up and she was like, I'm ready to smash the shit out of this ball. And she did that. And that's fine. I don't care. That's just com- that's just competitive energy. And it would have been fine. one thing if she did it after in like celebration, because I've seen people do that before. That was her grunt. She was like, yeah, well, ah! like, I can't even. It do really that. doesn't matter to me. I don't I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, I agree. It's it doesn't even qualify as uh, news. I guess I've just in the yeah, past week. Even, there's been, <laughs> that doesn't even like she screamed like who in cares? the past week. But, there's just been a lot that's riled me up and I'm just trying to, you know, get it all off my chest right now. And that was one of the things that bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I so the think, thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, I was gonna, really I was gonna change and pivot. No, pivot so Carp wants to, Carp wants to talk about this owner thing, and I uh, do think that this would be a hot topic. So let's dive right into it. Because you guys hear about this? I, I guess you said the it to NBA me. Last is time. looking at changing the the term from owner to something else. Right. I, 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 I have a question. Is it because of slavery? Yes. Very uh, obviously. Yes. I just wanted to make sure <laughs> that it wasn't like just no, like a yes. name. <laughs> All right. Yes. So that's bullshit. It's, well, it's because oh. most of the okay, most of I remember the what I want players, to talk about. Sorry, I have another topic too. Go ahead though. Yeah, they're they're trying to be sensitive, um, and I've I've heard people say comments about like how the NBA is like slavery. Like I literally, Draymond Green had something about it. He was like, I've never heard of a slave, slave getting paid five million dollars a year to play basketball. Yeah, no, I know. He was like. He was like, yeah, like, it's basically slavery. They're just trading these guys around without any, like, yeah. they don't have any say. And I was like, you're literally getting paid $15 million, $20 million a year. Like, what? How can you complain? And there's white people getting, like, it's not just, like, minority. Like, what are you? So it's just stupid. Um, stupid but also the, the term owner offends people. Yeah. What the fuck have we come to? Owner. <laughs> Okay, is offensive when you're talking about owning other people. They don't own the basketball players. They own the team, right? And the players sign their rights yeah. away through the team. That's part of it, but not their rights of being a human being and and being able to yeah, make these choices, shit like that. <laughs> it's player rights. It's not. It's not other shit, dude. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It's so they have their dumb. Trading rights so and like, dumb. like, yeah. The rights that the owners own is them playing on a basketball court. Let me ask you this. If if the the owner doesn't own – is not the owner of the team, then what are they? What do you call somebody who is in command of their team? Like – the, command uh, the, master. the lead share fucking comrade the lead, like what do you want the to call lead shareholder the yeah. lead shareholder like yeah. i don't know the lead shareholder <laughs> the, yeah dude like well, yeah, there's not really a better like it's embarrassing that we have to talk about this like this is 2019 and this is the this is the world oh no, that's the issue it is 2019 so people are all making a big deal out of it yeah this it is like stupid. no if it was like 1990 
Well, even probably, probably like uh, this has only come about like in the like, world is too sensitive. Like, the world is stuff way like that. Sensitive. People are actually giving a shit about like stupid stuff, but the world is way too sensitive. Brennan, you sensitive. you can you can insert sound clips, right? Yes. Can what you, you put in? Can you put in uh, Stephen A. Smith's rant about it? Yeah. I think I tag put you in it. Right now. I'll put it in right now. I own it. I don't own you, but I own it. The idiocy in this politically correct world that we're living in, where we got to literally have a discussion to the point where it becomes a media, a media storyline. Oh, my God. An owner says he owns his team. That's offensive to people. Y'all, y'all smoking crack. Something is wrong with you people. What the hell has this world come to? I mean, he's spot on uh, about the whole thing. And, and, and it's yeah. for me, it's so rare that I agree with Stephen A. Smith, like so rare. But I, I, I agreed 100 percent what he said. Hey, I got yeah. I got 100 on my third quiz. What college. class? What class? RPTM. Huh? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Most owners are white, so that's probably another thing. They're all like, oh, like white owners, owners. Most players in the NBA are black. Oh, that's where, that's where it hey, goes. Don't, here's the fucking solution. <laughs> don't play fucking basketball. Make your living right. doing something else. You know what yeah, I mean? Anything with like the U.S. women's national team. Don't... Same thing we've been talking about all day. If you don't like it, don't support it. If you don't like America, don't live here. If you don't like our flag, don't drape it around your back. If you don't like the country, don't play for the country's national soccer team. Yeah, but it's if you, not you know what? If you get offended by the term owner, that's a that's an all-time low. Don't don't leave your house. <laughs> don't leave your house. Yeah, it's not, I don't understand. It's not safe out there, okay? It's not safe. We try to create please, it's a whole topic in like college and high school, even like the safe spaces, right? We have like these fucking safe spaces for people. The world isn't a safe space. It never has been. It shouldn't be. It never will be. I mean, maybe it will be because of the again the liberal takeover. But like safe space is not a thing. Like, I'm sorry, as much as you guys want it to be, the word owner isn't a personal attack. Stop playing the victim all the time. Nobody's out here saying owner to make you feel bad, right? I if if I work, I work for uh, for a country club. The country club has an owner. He doesn't own me. He owns the country club. I'm not offended by him being the owner. That's not the way it is. Stop being little bitches about it. I'm sorry. It's stupid. It's annoying. I I don't know. Yeah, it's and we're gonna get to a point, and it's tough in in this day and age of social media where like everything is offensive. And perfect example: our post getting taken down on Instagram. Who could have been offended by that? It's just someone who's butthurt who wants to be their own little social justice warrior who is like comes to save the day. Like I want to, you know, make America this this you know state of of soft walls. It's like living in those places, the, the therapy hospitals where they lock you in those rooms with the foam and put foam blocks on your hands. So you can't punch yourself in the head. That's what the world is right now. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a joke. No. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just, I don't like like how, it's just changed over the past few years. Like, I mean, it went from like people not even caring at all. Like, and now people are just so 
highly strong about. And it's like with the with the owners thing, like if you change the name, I don't care. Like you, could, if you don't want to call them owners, call them something else. I really don't care. No, I mean, no, 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 no. No, don't no, 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 Don't appease them. Don't give in. It does open the door. It does open the door to other things. It does. I mean, I agree with that, that it, like, where where does it end if you just let this go on? But, like, at the end of the day, like, what are we arguing about here? The fucking, like, a word? Like, really? It's a word. Like, I don't understand. Like, I get if it's a word, like a racial slur or something like that, but it's not. It's not even close to a racial slur. So, I mean, if you're going to let it happen, like, to me, it's a word. I guess like in it's kind of an issue if you just let that if you let it go on and then it will just continue. I don't know, but it's crazy. It's a crazy argument. Carp, anyway. Carp, what's your roommate's name? What's on your it? roommate's name? Get on get it. him on. Get I want his take. Want on it on? I want his take. You want to be we- on the podcast for a second? <laughs> All right, wheel your chair up. He has no problem with it. I can Here he him. comes. He's on his Listen, way. I love his take because, like, you know, obviously we are three very similar people. And What'd you say? You know, say it again. Say it again. We're three very similar people. We don't disagree on much, you know? Like, Carp sometimes likes to play devil's advocate for the sake of playing devil's advocate. But for the majority, we all think the same. And, you know, we all are, like, in agreement about most of the stuff we talk about. So, how are you? This is uh, Christian and Brendan. Stuart. They're cousins. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're cousins, yeah. So, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Owner. Term owner in the yeah. NBA. Explain it. Explain it. You know more than I do. Do you think they should get rid of the term owner? I don't see the problem at all. He doesn't see the problem. He sees eye to eye with us. Good. Perfect. That's... <laughs> That's a, it's it's a, it's such a joke, honestly, that people want to like, like what what are you gonna call the the person who I'm not even gonna say Why the word, like, like how, yeah, how are you gonna change that? Yeah, because like they have a players association and all that, and they're doing great things, like giving players more power than they used to have like 30, 40 years ago with free agency, and I think that's important. Well, like, what what does a name matter if, like, people like Kawhi and people like LeBron are basically the owners of their teams? Right. Like, owner, the term shouldn't matter if, like, straight up, Kawhi, Kawhi got Paul George to go on his team because he wanted that. Like, he just willed his way through getting the specific player he wanted to play with. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and the next thing in our, our, our fucked up society is they're going to change the name of players and coaches to, like, God knows what. Well, but, that, it offends me as it is. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I can just see someone being offended with the with the word player. Like, I would have, you know, it sounds weird to say, but I would have never guessed that someone would be offended with owner. You know, next thing you know, player is going to be changed into, like, participant or, like, active member. Like, like the, the fact that we're having this, like I said. The, the liberal favorite word is is conversation, right? Everything's about conversation. We're going to have these conversations. Yet, why, why? We shouldn't have pointless conversations. Nobody has that much fucking time on their hands. I'm exactly. sorry to have these pointless conversations. This shouldn't even be a topic. It shouldn't even be a story. That one fucking crackhead came out and said <laughs> that that owner offends them. You know what I mean? 
probably some middle-aged white dude, honestly. I don't know. And, yeah. and when they say owner, it's not referring to a player. It's referring to the franchise and the stadium. Right. Like, it's not referring to owning the players at all. Exactly. The, play, the, the players are, are not owned by the team. Yeah. I mean, they, they have their own agents get- who represent them in contracts, and they have their rights to... I like that. I think we should call him lead shareholder. Lead shareholder. And that was the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> lead shareholder. So I want to transition another topic of offensive stuff, I guess, to this world. I just I remembered it. Um, I don't know if I talked to you about this carp, but uh, the Nike. Um, oh, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Nike put out a shoe. I'll yeah. put a picture of the shoe in the podcast uh, for celebrating the 4th of July, which for those of you who don't live in America, because we have a we have a decent like. I don't know what I checked. I checked our demographic on Spotify. There's people from like Finland who listen. So shout out to you. But anyway, if you don't know, Independence Day in America just just came and went. And Nike put out a shoe celebrating that. And on the back of the shoe on the um, how do you know? Yeah, yeah. How do I describe it? On the back of the shoe. It was the original United States. The original United States flag, which had 13 colonies. The 13 colonies which originally made up the America that gained its independence in 1776. Yes. Colin Kaepernick, our favorite pal on the uh, on the unemployment list, comes out and says that that shoe is offensive. He says that, wow, the audacity that Nike has to put out this shoe with this flag, which represents a time of slavery. Bruh. Didn't they and sponsor him in a fucking ad? And in an ad. So what does Nike do? What does Nike do? They take the word of this unemployed man and go, you know what? He's right. And they pull the shoe. Completely pull the shoe. All right, look, look. I, 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 I'll jump in right away here. Um, <laughs> the United States, 13 colonies, yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. It, it was Founded on the concept, like if you want to get way deep into it, the, the United States economy ran on the backs of slaves for years and years and years. Built mm-hmm. country. It happened. Fuck it. You know what I mean? It, it's terrible. You know, like, there's no hiding that. It's not a secret. Everybody knows it. But there's a difference between, uh, I, I don't know. The difference between this and the Confederate flag. R- right. Exactly. Right. I said the exact same thing. Uh, I said the exact same thing. It's it's maddening to me that the flag that represents your country when they gain their independence, like without those 13 colonies, without everybody coming over and, you know, settling in America without Christopher Columbus discovering America. I'm sorry. We do not have independence from Britain. Like, I'm sorry. But without those 13 colonies founding the basis of our country, writing the constitution, writing the declaration of independence. You're not, you're not a free country. What was the flag about? What was the point? No, shut up. No, shut up. Shut up. Not you. I'm talking about fucking talking. I I wanted to read. What was the, what was the, uh, shit. What was the shoe about? Independence. Fourth. It was called the Fourth of July shoe. United States. So you use the original flag because that's kind of like the purpose of the shoe. A celebration celebration of the United States. What is the United States in in a couple of free state? Right. More that flag is supposed to be more representative of Of the Fourth of July. Because I get that. That's what it was sourced from. Without that flag, there is no Fourth. United States in a couple of words. 
What makes up the United States brilliance? Freedom it's of speech. Freedom of speech. And, and it's the fact that the, right, the Constitution, we talk about it, 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 it's almost a, it's overused. It's a living, breathing document susceptible to change, right? The same thing goes for the United States as a whole. We've changed in a lot of ways, and for the better, right? This flag doesn't represent what we were or where we came from. It's representative of us as a country, and and the shoe itself was representative of the 4th of July, of a a triumph over a great empire, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, you can look at it as – we have come a long way and changed for the better. It shouldn't be that negative light. That's just my thought on it. But exactly. I don't know. Christian. Yeah, what do, what, what do you think? I mean, okay, so that flag is like, that's more just like a historical symbol of the United States, I would say. It's oh. not... Yeah, I mean, it's not a Confederate... Yeah, right, like you said, it's not a Confederate flag. If it's a Confederate flag, then that obviously makes sense, like, because the Confederate mm-hmm. army was, you know, something that stood for slavery. But when you think of that flag, you just think of the, uh, you know, the 13 colonies, and you think of, like, the beginning of the um, the country, and you think about, like, yeah, slavery was a part of it, but that's not obviously what they're trying to get at. Like, why no. would... That flag is not supposed to represent slavery. That flag is supposed to represent, you know, the first flag. Yeah, and I also so, want to add something really quickly that <clears throat> talking about the Confederate flag, this is also the flag of the North, just saying. Like, I mean, if you want to put it into, you know, well, logistics. Well, technically there was slavery in the North, too, but. No, there was, but I, Civil War, we fought against slavery, us being from the yeah, North. Yeah. Well, well, I guess all of us are in the North right now, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess carps carps in like the Midwest. No, you're not Midwest. You're you're close enough. I didn't uh, your analogy right over the head. I actually not even over my head because it was kind of dumb. But you don't get no. Do you get what I'm saying? Like no, no. But flag of the Christian Anod myself. He did. In the Civil War, there were two carp. I'll put it in terms that you'll understand. In the Civil War, there were two sides: the North and the South. Okay. The South. Wait, what? Jesus Christ, Dude, the South. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Bear the with sea me. people? Were there sea people? <laughs> the sea people. <laughs> yeah, so the South had a flag. It's called the Confederate flag, right? It's red and it has a blue cross with stars in it. Ah. I've seen a few of those. I'm, uh... I'm, I'm on my best game right now. The North had the American flag. It was called the Union, right? And it had all the stars and the stripes on it, okay? Like the American flag now. So technically, the American flag that we have today represents the North who fought against slavery. Boom. See ya. Thanks for coming. Kind of, but not really. Still not like really making it. It's not landing. <laughs> yeah, your ship, yeah. Your ship didn't yeah. land there. It kind of just fucking crashed. No, I don't know. I, I agree with it to it. There's evidence that the North won. I don't think it... I think I don't think it represents the North only, though. I think it represents the whole country. Not only. We were no, it does, but... I don't agree with what he's saying. I'm saying it it it's evidence that the U.S. I mean, the North won the Civil War. The, what I'm trying the, to say is that I don't see how that flag the, can represent slavery at all. I feel like the, the stars represent flag thirteen colonies, slavery. and there are colonies in the South. So no, I'm but, about that flag. And I'm not agreeing with him. I'm just saying. I'm saying something completely different. No, yeah, I get what he's saying. 
And uh, I get I, I get where you're coming from, and I partly agree with you. I think what I guess I didn't represent it in the best way. What I'm saying is that how can Colin Kaepernick find this flag offensive versus like the Confederate flag really represents slavery? Like this, this flag represents independence and the birth of our nation. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about this on a sports podcast. That's all I got to say. All right. Thanks, Anand. I appreciate right. you coming yeah. on. All right. Yeah, Kaepernick's yeah. not even an athlete. Why are we talking about him? He's not even an athlete anymore. He is an unemployed man. Yeah, so he will so not has find a job. To do with sports. Nike yeah, makes but I guess shoes, Nike. but it was a sports show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I get it. They took the you know all those Confederate flags down from all those state buildings in North Carolina or whatever, South Carolina. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. I mean, but that makes sense, and I agree with that. Agree with I mean, that. they were like, that's part of our history. I mean, we, you know, we're from the south and the north, you know. We, Good accent. With, that was a, thank you. It, that was a part of our history. But, I mean, that's the <laughs> racist history, so you take that down. Christian. I get that. Christian, get that. I'm, a, I'm a member. I'm a member at a golf club in, in South Carolina. Brennan, <laughs> I think what is it called? The plantation or something? No, 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 no. Hold on. It, I think it's called the I, Confederacy. No, no. I'm a member of two clubs uh, in the South. One in Florida. It's called Plantation. Oh, uh, no. uh, and then the other one, it's called Secession. Secession. Um, so it's, it's, it's the South seceding <laughs> We're going to get this taken down. I can just tell someone's going to report it. <laughs> From the north. The same um, person who, who got our Instagram taken down. I'm, I'm not racist. Um, out to get us. I'm not racist. I, I'm a member at a club called Secession because they have great fairways and awesome greens. Um, and I enjoy playing the course. Um, but the, they, You benefit they, off the backs of slavery. Don't lie. You're the one who's still benefiting from slavery. Yeah. Me? Those plantations were developed <laughs> by no, African Americans, and you are now working on it. So, I. What? No, I'm not working on it. No. The, do you know the song "I'm Not Racist" by Jordan? How do you Lucas? know the golf club wasn't on a former plantation? You never know. Could be. Maybe that's why it's called plantation. How, how do you know your relatives weren't slaveholders? This when is just, did, like, this just plantation of Because I know my ancestry. Doesn't come. You from were South. adopted. You have no idea. I don't think oh, I was, was adopted. Whatever. I don't know what happened to this podcast. Yeah. It, took, it took a turn, huh? It did. Yeah. Turn. Well, I'm sorry. I told you. I texted you. I said I'm gonna go off. I was really heated this week about a lot of stuff that happened in the sports world. Not happy. Way too political now. Yeah, I. Yeah, sure. Do we want to talk about sports for a little bit? Because there's stuff that's no. happening in the sports world. Can we do? No. no, let's talk about the NBA. Can we talk about the NBA for a second? Because the free agents. I'm not gonna just, stop you. Good. I know you won't stop me. Um, I, I, um, I have an issue with a certain NBA player who goes by the name of Demarcus Cousins. I thought Kevin Durant was a ring chaser. Um. DeMarcus Cousins may be one of the biggest scumbags in NBA history. Prove me wrong, but this this guy has been chasing a ring his whole career after he left Sacramento, and it's pretty obvious that he's doing it now. So Kevin, his, Kevin his Durant was one thing. After he left Sacramento. So two years. <laughs> no, Pel- Pelicans, year. Pelicans, Warriors, oh, yeah, Pelicans, and now the so Lakers. What is it, three years? 
I don't know, but like he's been ring chasing for the past few years, and it's it's not hard to tell. Like Kevin Durant, that was one thing. That was one signing. This is I mean, the guy wants a ring. Thing. I I get it. Kevin Durant did the same thing, kind of. Kind um, of. Now, but now Demarcus Cousins is really proving his point that that he's ring chasing by yeah, going. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't really get Demarcus Cousins. A lot of people don't like him. I don't know if that's just because of his attitude or whatever. But he's still a good player. Um, I mean, and he's he's taking a lot of pay cuts for it. So it's like, obviously, this guy is just trying to be on a championship team. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, you can tell he's chasing. He's gone from the Warriors to the Lakers. Um, but, like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's – I don't really see him as, like, a scumbag, I guess. I guess, you know, do I see Kevin Durant as a scumbag? It's kind of the same thing, honestly. Like, if the guy wants to go win a ring yeah. and he can't do it on him, on his own, like, sure, you can be like, oh, yeah, this guy needs help. But, like, I don't know if he's a scumbag for it. I don't know. I don't know. Not just for that. I, I also think he's just. Well, you can make the argument that De- Demarcus Cousins doesn't deserve more money than he's making because he yeah. he's a he, injury. He's a good player. In- Look who it is, Brownie. How are you? How's it going? Doing well. All right. So so yeah. In my opinion, it's it's a it's a low move to join a team like that. Like Kevin Durant, it was one thing. You know, the Warriors had been like that. The Warriors grew like that more organically, like like Clay, Steph. They were drafted. LeBron signs. Anything. Everybody signs. Cousins is not as bad because the team teams he's gone on have not like the Warriors. They didn't even win a championship. And but the Warriors grew more organically. They ran into into, like actual competition, and he like was injured most of the year, so he didn't really help them that much. Right, but so and after LeBron James when Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, he joined the seventy-three like, win there's team. There's no thought that they don't fucking lose. Like they're, he's, they're gonna win the championship. Like everyone knew that. But they so like did he joined the team, and he knew he was gonna win. Like he knew he was going to. Demarcus joined and was like, I mean, I hope I do, but like he wasn't hundred percent that he yeah, was gonna but win. But now so, LeBron I think James. Kevin Durant, LeBron James is in LA. Anthony Davis signs. Dude, dude, dude. Just look at the Lakers roster before they signed DeMarcus Cousins and the offseason moves that they made. You can't tell me he's not chasing that ring and making no, it. No, he is. I obvious. mean, he is. There's no and you can make the argument that every NBA player is chasing a ring, but I think it's pretty low to go to the Lakers after I mean, half a season with are, the Warriors. But... And yeah. just completely I mean, abandoned. Just- all right, all right, all right, all right. It's shallow. Brennan, what did yeah. you want? What did you want him to do? I don't know. I don't really care about Demarcus Cousins. I just. So then I just, why do you? No, but then why do you? Here's my bigger picture. Here's my bigger picture. That's what the NBA is all about now. Holy shit! What? Christian, you have a Johnny Damon poster in your room? <laughs> yeah. You're a sick fuck. Oh my god. Johnny Damon. Jesus that's Christ. Holy shit. Why do you say he's a sick fuck? Because he, like he went to the Yankees, Yankees, but Yeah, but he did a lot for the Red Sox. I mean, yeah, Brennan, like, like you weren't even like born when he was playing for the Sox, Brennan. Yes, I was. Let the old guys talk for a second. Hold on. We're all the same age. Oh yeah, you repeated. That's right. Hold yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, so did so did Christian. Christian repeated too. But I I was alive when Johnny Damon was dude. Trust me, I was a baseball aficionado that year. 
when the Red Sox won the world championship, I was two years old and I knew all the players. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Who stole the base? Dave Roberts. Who drew the walk? Um, Kevin Millar drew the walk. What am Dave I Roberts stole now in his screen? It's his leg, I think. Dave Roberts really stole hard. the base. Kevin Millar drew the walk, and Bellhorn Bellhorn um, drove him in. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Not terrible. It was 100 percent correct, so I think it was pretty good. He looks like a beauty in this. Look at the hold up, though. You said it took me too long. I was looking at this freak on the left. (laughs) He did. He had a main, an absolute main. Is that a Boston Cannons poster? Boston Cannons. We've got look at this vintage Zach Hamill right there. Oh my God, that's a throwback. David Ortiz. We've got. I can't get the phone over there. Uh, that's, he's sitting right next oh, to me. Oh, Anton Bleed up there. Oh, I said hi. I want to see him. Harp, Harp says hi. Carp wants to see you. He can't hear you. I just want to see you. playing Clash of Clans. He wants to see you. Come here. He said, hold on. He's playing Clash of Clans. But anyway, while we wait on him, my bigger picture is that that's what the NBA is all about. And this offseason has been ridiculous. You and I covered it in London that it's it, – it's like it was, it was craziness that first that first night of free agency, absolute mayhem. But it's it's becoming this this league where players are trying to stack up. And um, Damian Lillard talked about it about a few days ago. He was interviewed. He said, I don't need help. He said, that's not what I'm about. He said, I want to cement my legacy here in Portland. I don't need to go wherever and build a super team. I don't need to bring people here and build a super team. He said, I want to build something here on my own. What we have is what I love. And that's the that attitude that player, but, but yeah, he's not gonna pretty good. I mean, the trailblazers aren't that bad, but he'll never win. <laughs> Say he'll it again, because it's because I think the trailblazers are going to make a push this year. I obviously don't think they're going to win the championship because the West is too Let's stacked. go blazers. Let's, Let's go. go blazers. I didn't give a shit. Dude, like he's a I great love the player. He's probably a top 10 player in the league. And some players have, like some guys have that like mentality that they don't want to go join a super team. That's fine. But like him saying that he's going to win a championship without any help, like without like another player, like Tim and CJ McCollum, they're, they're just not like Yusuf Nurkic. I like think good that, luck, man. Like you're not going to win that, a championship um, with that if, roster. If, if we were pre super team phase, I think that they would have a shot if, if, if they, if it was not, you know, the Lakers and the Warriors yeah, every, stacking up. Yeah, when teams are bad, that's, that's the NBA. Like franchise guy. If there was two, you were like, damn, these guys are nasty. But like all LeBron of a sudden, LeBron started like this whole four. thing. LeBron started the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Can we in Miami? Can can I, I bring up something that I think uh, I uh, slides under the radar? Sure. Danny Ainge. How okay. long has he been the president <laughs> of basketball operations in in Boston? I have no idea. I think since 2002. It's longer than since 2002. I've never, uh, um, I've never like, I don't know, known. Right, 2002 is that? Is that? Let's look it up. I. Um. Anyways, my point is, at what point does does he take some of the blame for what's happened in Boston? I feel like he skates a lot of the blame, and instead it's like. What do you mean, wait, 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 what do you mean? What's happened in Boston? Well, we've only won one I championship agree. in, like, what, how many years? 17 years that he's been, you know, yeah. uh, president Good. of basketball operations. So. Some teams don't win a championship mm-hmm. at all. Let's see. Okay, but, yeah, well, one championship in 17 years. 2003. I, consider that. I mean, yeah, some teams that don't win a championship at all, like, 
but that's very bad. Like one in 17 years is, is not good. Like that's not good. So, right. You know, yeah, and he said he's, and especially with the expectations that people put on like Boston sports teams, like that's, they're like falling behind out of, out of everyone. I mean, you could argue the Bruins, but the Bruins have been to the final. Like, I mean, what the Bruins have twice. had a very successful decade. Versus the Celtics, yeah. I agree. Successful, yes, yeah. Under like, the like, under the management of Danny Ainge, there's been some very good ups. Um, Isaiah Thomas's time in Boston. Here's Brownie Carp. Here he is. What's going on, Carp? Brownie, what's up, bud? He said, "What's up?" What's going on. All right, I lost interest in talking about. Who's that? <laughs> he said he lost interest. <laughs> really? Is that Ronnie? <laughs> Brownie. Oh, this, this is Brownie. Uh, where's, oh, yeah, where's Ronnie? Ronnie's working. Ronnie's Ronnie's phone has been broken for like three weeks. He's not here. Mine's like shattered. Really? No, yeah. Ronnie locked himself out of his phone. A family affair. Classic when I'm at the Wimbledon and my phone breaks. Stop making fun of me. (laughs) Did you see my outfit? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wait, what the the fuck? Dude, I dressed exactly like the people that worked there. Like, yeah, no you, you look like a ball boy. I, I I dressed like the umpires. I wore, I had to wear a sweater all day. Yeah, yeah. umpire. No, <laughs> I took the sweat. That was with the sweater off, dude. Let me show you what it looked like sweater on. How could you? It's probably so hot. Yeah, Tough I had to wear the sweater. Tough hair day. <laughs> that was the sweater. Oh. What the heck? <laughs> Wait, why did you wear that? Because I didn't want to look like the the umpire, so I put the sweater over the umpire uniform. I didn't know I was dressing like the umpires. What male buys a sweater? <laughs> it came with the outfit. It Who came with the whole outfit. Clothes and outfit. He bought it as a, as, a, as a package. It was at Ralph Lauren. <gasps> Ralph Lauren. Oh, my God. Ralph Lauren. <laughs> He's a woman. Carp. You can't tell me you've never went out and purchased a sweater before. No. No, haven't. haven't. Yes, you have. But shirts. Every man has done it at least Sweaters once in his him. life. You're not, not a true a guy if you haven't. I've never bought a sweater. Yeah. Bullshit. What did you do? You bought the sweater and you were like, will this show too much cleavage? Like, what were you saying? I don't... <laughs> I thought it was a fashion statement. I thought I was no, going to be like classy. First of all, someone told me that they don't let you in if you don't dress up. And I saw people there wearing like tank tops. I was like, fuck, I'm overdressed. Those are the Americans. Those were the Americans for sure. I wear, I'm, I'm like, there's people wearing flip flops and tank tops. I'm in a fucking sweater and like dress pants and dress shoes. I'm feeling like a complete plug sitting in center court with all these like Americans sweating their balls off in their tank tops. Like you probably could have just gone with a polo and called it a day. Honestly, I probably could have. I I didn't I didn't want to wear the sweater, but I, I was forced to. I brought the sweater. I had it tied around my neck like a like a preppy kid. I thought that was a good look. And then um, around the neck, not even around the not exactly. not even around the waist, dude. Not even around the waist. And I then I quickly realized oh, no. I was dressed like every employee there, so I had to wear the sweater. Couple of things I've never done. I've never. Put anything around my neck and tied it. Never put anything around my waist and tied it. Uh, I never bought a sweater. I don't know, man. I don't know People are semi-prejudiced. You will run me love you, baby. No me love you. And even though we are fight sometimes too. You know me love you. 
Say me need ya, me mean it You know say me mean it When she tell me say she love me, she mean it You know say she mean it